podcast for Foxes of the Exorcist. My name is Margot, And I'm Desiree. And we're back. We're back. I got sick again, so everything kind of got thrown a little off schedule because I had the flu and I slept away the whole weekend instead of watching The Exorcist. NyQuil is my friend, except for when it's not. That That is very true. Mm-hmm. Um, NyQuil and DayQuil can seriously screw you up, man. Yeah. Um, last night I took a full dose on accident, which I don't normally do because I know it screws me up, but, um, I did last night not really thinking about it or the fact that I had an empty stomach. Um, oh no. Yeah. Friendo. <laughs> the room was spinning. It was not a great trip. <laughs> I made, I made a similar mistake in junior high. Mm-hmm. Um, in junior high there was, I was... I'm still, I'm an underweight person, um, but in junior high, I was, like, sprouting up, and so I'm, like, getting taller, and I'm a little underweight for my height, and uh, I remember having these nasty, nasty colds, so for the first time, because um, I was, like, 12 or 13, I was like, I'm old enough to take an adult dose of DayQuil, mm-hmm. that's totally a thing, like, it says 12 and up, and I'm now 12 and up, so I pop two DayQuil in the morning without really thinking about it, because mm-hmm. that seems like the right thing to do if you Absolutely. feel super sick, um, and you want to make it through the school day, and I get to my first period class, and I'm literally about to vibrate out of my skin. Oh, like caffeine on steroids. Like like how I imagine people who don't need Adderall feel taking an Adderall. <laughs> um, like I just like I couldn't so stop like, like a method. Like a method, right? <laughs> like I don't know. Like I I could not stop. Like I could not stop jittering. Mm-hmm. Like literally, my body was like twitching everywhere, yeah, and my good. knee was bouncing. And like I had my pencil, and I just couldn't stop like twitching it. And I just I'm not sure why no one pulled me aside that day and was like are you high are you tripping are you okay like what's wrong with you because i was a good kid like i would not be the kid you would assume to be like something happened on something you know what i mean who peer pressured you who peer pressured you (laughs) um so i i got home at the end of the day and i was like learn my lesson not gonna take the full adult dose again right Mm -hmm. now because i'm just I'm I'm not going to handle it well cuz I'm so small. Right. Uh and and if people get suspicious they're they're going to try and get me to narc on someone who doesn't exist. Right. And <laughs> and that would just not be I mean, I don't honestly think anyone would have thought I was seriously on anything. I don't um know. I didn't even know where other kids got weed. They managed it, but like who like how? I think it just springs spontaneously from the air. What? Where did it was sidebar? Where did all the other kids like in my suburban like junior high, high school, even elementary school? Where the hell were they finding weed? <laughs> Who knew where to get weed? You uh, do you just like ask? ask? You probably have to ask. Do you have to be like, hey, sup? Do you do you have the eyebrow raise? Like, See, I don't, nobody would have given it to me because my everyone knew my mom was a cop and. <laughs> Yeah, no. I mean, and no one would have given it to me because everyone knew I was a narc. <laughs> See, I once yelled, "Goody shoes, goody two shoes." I once, 
I once scolded a friend for t- for like smoking cigarettes because she was like 15, and I was like. <laughs> Don't you dare do that. Well, I was really mad because I'm asthmatic, and she started smoking when we were out on a walk in the neighborhood, and I was like, you know better than this. <laughs> I just kind of, like, stormed off. I was like, I'm very disappointed in you. I was such a- I'm a day older than that girl. <laughs> I'm such a- I was such a buzzkill in high school. I was, too. Yeah. I also was, but I was, I was an understanding buzzkill, like, when yeah. people would be like, I tripped out, and I blah, 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 I'd be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, just stay safe, okay? Right. Like, now I'm just like, okay, drink lots of water, stay safe, yeah. use the buddy system. Yeah. I'm the mom. Anyway, friend. so at the end of the day, I was like, learn my lesson not taking two Dayquil at once, because mm-hmm. I'm clearly not yet at adult dose stage for Dayquil. Yeah. So I say to myself the next morning. Are you, are you even now? Yeah, I can. Okay. I can take two now. Just checking. Without, like, literally trying to peel off my own skin. But no, um, I'm really grateful because I don't want to see that. Keep that to yourself. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, so the next morning I got up and I was like, okay, self, not going to take two pills of, like, something that has lots of caffeine in it. So yeah. I just need to find something in the medicine cabinet that doesn't have caffeine uh-huh. that will take care of my cold symptoms. Okay. What did you So, take? like, a... Fucking brilliant 12 year, 12, 13 year old genius. Right. Why were you even taking adult doses to start with? Because it's 12 and up adult dose. Okay. Everyone okay. knows this. I was over 12. Okay. Yeah, but physically you're like eight at this point, is what I'm imagining. Wow. <laughs> no, on. I was very, very tall. <laughs> I was at least like, I mean, I'm, God, from like sixth grade to. The I know why well, was yeah uh yeah uh from like sixth grade to like through junior high I think I must have grown at least four or five inches nice. so it was so, a lot. okay but it was anyway uh so I took two Benadryl <laughs> and uh I did not realize that symptoms included drowsiness so you went from like I went from being literally so high I couldn't even think because my entire body was, was like vibrating. moving yeah. Um, to zombie. To literally, I don't know, I don't remember what class, this must have been at least second period, mm-hmm. that I just remember I was in PE and we were supposed to be dressing out and I was supposed to be taking, like you're supposed to dress out by taking off your shirt and then putting on another shirt. And it's like a getting school dressed? Sh- yes, I, shut up. <laughs> so I'm here and I'm like literally about to fall over trying to take my own shirt off. Right. Like I'm amazed I did not just hit the tile like right then and there and mm-hmm. just die um my PE teacher looked over at me and she was like hon are you okay and I was like no I I got a cold (laughs) I'm not good no I'm sick and she's like okay like you seem you seem a little off and I was like I took medicine this morning I'm not okay (laughs) and she's just like okay hon why don't you just stay inside this period why don't you take a nap just rest right in here it's like okay and I just literally fell over I remember there were metal benches and I just fell asleep on this metal bench I don't remember anything else that day (laughs) I don't I'm assuming I went to my other classes but I was gone I'm surprised I didn't fall asleep like literally everywhere nobody sent you to the office to like call your parents Okay, wait a sec. What the fuck? Why did no one send me to the office? (laughs) I had a stay-at-home mom at the time. It's not like she wouldn't have come and got me. Yeah, there's some pretty, like, incoherent logic to your story here. I'm trying to... I don't think I went home early either day. 
Oh, man. That's- I think I tried really – I think I was trying to be a good kid and just stick it out. I, I missed a lot of school those years. I kept getting uh, sick. That would be why. You were you were trying to be there. I was trying to be there. Yeah. I, I had so many you sinus know. infections, and at one point, the doctors discovered I was allergic to myself, and I <laughs> started breaking out like crazy, and uh, – Oh, that might be relevant for later. Which, yeah. Which leads me to the question of what is the bigger trip, NyQuil or, or Benadryl or getting possessed? Um, that's a good question. I think this episode answers that for us. Probably. It's probably going to be the deciding factor. I feel like the, the answer would be slightly different if we involved actual meth. Yeah. 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 But, uh, <laughs> Actual meth is being, like, is like being possessed by a demon. Do not Honestly, do it. Honestly, given the aforementioned, like, ways that this show tries to tie like homelessness and poverty um with possession and mental illness and mental illness i wouldn't be surprised if drug use factored in somehow i wonder if this show's like universe like drugs are just an easy way to like have a demon possess you yeah. Or if you they're just, just literally just drugs. Snort up some demon juice. Hey! That becomes really relevant! Okay, no I spoilers! Know. No I spoilers! Know. Let's move on! Okay. Well, before we get started into, like, the actual details of the episode, I think it's kind of important that we just kind of clear the air and let, let there be some content warnings for this episode, because it involves some stuff that is um, kind of triggery if that's a thing that you're worried about. And you haven't already seen this episode, and we're... Okay, look, if you've already seen this episode and you're traumatized, we're going to th- talk about the things that traumatized you. And if you haven't yet seen this episode and you're like, maybe I want to listen to them talk about it first, we're going to tell you what will traumatize you, and then you can decide if you can handle that. Right. Sound good. All right. Excellent. Um, so, man, I don't know why I wouldn't write this down. <laughs> We had the opportunity we, to. We had the opportunity to not only and, do that once, but twice, and the three times the, ch- the lady. I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, well. So, off the top of her head, uh, the usual creepy scariness, blood, gore, violence, sexual harassment, and or assault, potentially. Yeah. Um, assault, more, I guess. More yeah. explicit grooming stuff. More explicit grooming. Um, that, like, becomes, like, Self-harm action. is burning. Someone is lit on fire. Yeah. Self-mutilation. Um, I just said that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty... I, that's, I mean, that covers a lot. It really does. Oh, and, and burying the gays. Oh, and bury your gays. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there's some flashbacks to some organs and stuff or uh, something. I don't know. Which all happened really last episode, so... Yeah. Okay. The, the, <laughs> and if you can handle all of that, welcome. <laughs> welcome. This is sure a show. Like, sometimes in this show, this particular episode is one of those episodes where, like, to, 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 to back up, at the beginning as we started this episode, I looked at Desiree and I was like, isn't this kind of where everything goes to shit and gets really wild? And I was just like, yeah, I think so. Yeah, this is the episode when things go from like, oh, yeah, like, as if- we're still in the sort of normal realm, like, things are creepy. Um, and they're amping up, but this is where things, like, officially go to the next level. This and you're is where like, some dude just, like, happens to be on fire. Right? <laughs> and this is where you're just like, ah, this is the horror genre. 
It's, you well, know, a little okay. bit more made for TV than, you know, stuff you'd see in a rated R movie. Admittedly, I also TV. covered my eyes the last couple times when people were vomiting everywhere in the last two episodes. That's so. fair. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't watch everything. Sometimes I just kind of listen to She's like, it's listen, done. listen, I get the I get the general gist. Yeah. I understand <laughs> what is happening. Um You understand anyway. what's happening. I understand what's happening. I get the concept. I don't need to see the piece of vomity nonsense. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Got it's it. Fair. It's fine. Yeah. All, All right. right. So let's get into the actual content of the episode because it opens up with Cat and a flashback. Wait, first episode nope. three titled "Let Him In." Yeah, don't let him in, guys. <laughs> if you are in a horror genre life, don't let him in. Don't let him in. Don't go into the basement. Don't go somewhere without a flashlight. Don't go to the woods. Stay out of the woods. Don't go to the abandoned cabin. If someone says, hmm, feel like this is a little creepy, listen to them. If a small child says, mommy, daddy, I saw some dead people, you just get the frick out of there, man. Ain't nobody hanging around for this. Sage words of advice. It is honestly, like, honestly, if, if... Anything just feels a little off. If you hear someone go boo in your attic, just get the hell out. Yeah. I don't know. Leave town. (laughs) What is with all these... Okay. Hmm. Side note. Horror movie genre things that happen... Okay. ...is always white families buy this, like, big old farmhouse or some shit. Uh Uh-huh. And it's always painted blue. And it's always, like... Or... White. No, it's always blue or white. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. There's maybe like a picket fence, but it's half falling over, and they're like, "Oh, it's so wonderful!" And you know what really it really has? It. it has the, the like porch swing out front. Yeah, yeah, it has a fucking the porch fucking spring porch out swing. front, so it can creak. Yeah. Okay. Nobody needs one of those. I've had one of those before. They're actually pretty great. Um, I once had like <laughs> I had the uh, not one of those. I had like a tiny little Fisher Price like baby swing. Uh huh. Um, in my grandparents back porch and all I I do remember this I must have been like two though this is one of my earliest memories it broke the rope broke or something it fell off the and I fell and cracked my head open on the brick beneath and one of my earliest memories is having this doctor apologize for cutting my hair and and stapling my head back together well thank you for that you're welcome (laughs) that did not happen to me (laughs) anyway don't Take out a mortgage on one of these houses. Yeah, if you're like, ooh, TLC time. TLC. It's sort of rural. It's maybe a suburban-esque to, like, countryside view, and it's so sweet, and there's wheat or corn or some shit. It used to be a plantation. Oh. No. That is not for you. (laughs) Get the hell out. I don't know why white people want, like, in these movies, want to move into these kinds of houses. No. They look terrifying. Yeah. I or they're just, just, they've just got bad history. And then, like, the teenager's like, I don't want to move from all my friends. And then the toddler or the child is like, gonna go play around with fucking whatever ghost lives there now because it's all gonna kill you. Right. And then the dad goes crazy and then murders the whole family. Why would you move into one of these places? See, like, and these places are, like, so far from, like, any kind of job. Like, what are they even doing to pay the mortgage? I have no idea. 
they're like some contractor or they're an architect or I don't know. There's some dumb lines. movie. Yeah. yeah, there's some dumb movie jobs that they that have don't actually just, that are that don't actually exist. That are just yeah. pure convenience. Don't move into the, one of these places. Don't take yeah. out a mortgage on one of these See, places. Okay, you'll never leave. This you'll die a, there. We're gonna put a pin in this and come back to it in like a couple episodes. Actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but for now, the Rances live in a very nice, like, suburban part of uh, Chicago. Yeah. So, you know, they, at this point, do not uh, fall under this heading. Yes. Yes. But anyway. Anyway, the episode starts with Cat. <laughs> and she's flirting with some girl in her car. Yeah. The girl's name is Julia. Yes, her name is Julia, and they're they're kind of you're just kind of seeing them circle around to flirting because you know at first they're talking about this guy at this party they were just at and how he was grinding up on her and she's what like, is this the nineties um and, oh yeah but he's not really my type oh yeah then what is your type <laughs> yes. and uh, spoiler alert uh, Julia's type is gay. <laughs> Like, Earth to Cat, she's hitting on you. Cat, I mean, Cat knows. Cat knows. I know. Cat is right up on that signal. Good job, baby gay. She's vibing. I'm very proud of her. Yeah. Too bad this is all going to go to shit, like, immediately after right. this. Um, what I find was really interesting about this scene is you don't actually ever really see Julia's face during this conversation. Mm -hmm. um, it's very focused on Cat. Yeah. And Kat's expressions. And, you know, Kat's driving, so she's focused on the road. I mean, you kind of see Julia's, like, shoulders, chest area. Like, just, like, mm -hmm. beneath her chin to, yeah. like, her, like, seatbelt-ish. It's more like her weight, uh, her upper waist. Oh, uh, upper waist, too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you see her torso. I don't know. I was looking You see at a headless <laughs> torso. Well, yes. I mean, that's why I said chest originally. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she puts her hand Honestly, on that's Kat's what side. Kat's looking at. Maybe that's... <laughs> we solved it this time. That's what happened. We're looking at what Kat's, like, glancing over at. Yeah. It's not her face. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we were checking. We had to, like, stop and check this because, spoiler alert, there's a car accident. Uh, it's not really a spoiler alert. We already knew someone was in a car accident and died. I know. I know. I'm like, listen, if they're listening to this podcast and they're worried about spoilers anyway... I don't know why they're here. So anyway, um, but she she is wearing a seatbelt, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really unfortunate. Um, but yeah, throughout it, you know, it's very focused on how cats. You can feel like cats' excitement as they flirt, and they're coming to. They're the talking. Point. They're they're outright like talking about the fact that they're into each other now. Right, and it's like that conversation, like the first conversation where they're saying it out loud, sort of. Yeah, because I mean, clearly from their conversation, there's been a lot of unresolved sexual tension. Yeah, and they want to resolve that pretty quick. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately, somebody Julia, dies. Julia that person says, is Julia. Yeah, Julia says, "Cat, look at me," and Cat looks away from the road. And then she looks back at the road, and there's a man, and the, they crash. Yeah. Um, do you remember the first time you saw this? Because I kind of remember seeing it, and I was, like, instantly, like, I see where this is going, and it's not good. In terms of, uh, like, this being, like, a barrier gaze moment. I'm not sure if you immediately picked I up on that. I think it took me a second, because I got so 
caught up in the, oh my god, like, cat is gay <laughs> excitement. That- no, 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 that, that, like, did you, did you immediately think she was definitely gay, or did you just... Um, I think there were, Because like, there's a hints. few moments bef- before they actually, like, make that obvious. Right, no, they, they tease it, I think, a couple of times. Um, so I think it was, it was nice to have it, uh, confirmed. Yeah. But yeah, it took me a second to... To realize this was all ended tragedy. <laughs> right, it did, it did. Um, whereas the second I see this happening and Cat's in the car and she's driving, I'm like, oh shit. Not again. They're gonna die. Yeah. Well, one of them is. The other one I know makes it out, but still. The one one just, just has a really busted knee. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, poor Julia goes through the window. Right. And, and dead. Yeah, and we know Cat wakes up and, you know, she went through the windshield. Or, not Cat did. Julia went, Julia through, went through the windshield. windshield. Unfortunately, she's um, now dead. And Cat's trapped in the car, and that's when we get our opening music yeah. title. So, title music? Whatever it's called. I don't know. I don't know. So, that gives context to what happened and why Cat is so hurt and frustrated. And why and, she's been, like, traumatized and hiding in a room for months on end. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, why she might have a little bit of an issue with the priests involved in all of this. Yeah. Honestly speaking. Yeah. And also why her, why she might have an extra issue with her mother implying she's possessed by the devil. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. I didn't yeah. know that until you said it. We're going to come back to that again next season. However, <laughs> for now, um, it, it's in bad taste, parents, to imply that your gay child is possessed by the devil. Yes. Please don't do that. Um, we will be very angry at you. <laughs> and I say we as both me and Desiree and me and your children. <laughs> Amazing. Um So, then we go to Angela's hotel. Yeah, we're back in present day. Yeah, present Um, day. And there is, like, a zealot outside ranting. Right, because the people from the Vatican are starting to arrive, and this doomsdayer is ranting and raving, and Angela sends security to try and deal with his jets. She Um, sees Father Bennett. Father Bennett. Back on scene. Yay! We're like, yay, Father Bennett! You're not, you know, mysteriously dead or (laughs) no longer in this show. His first name is Devin. This is the first time I picked up on that. Oh, okay. I should have known this. I feel... I I know that I've read it. I just never really osmosis the knowledge. Okay. (laughs) Um, I gotta say, it feels better to just call him Father Bennett. Yes, it does. Or Bennett. He's one of those people that you clearly just address him by his last name. Yeah, like... Out of respect and or fear. Both. Absolutely both. Anyway, so she comments to, like, Father Bennett, like, oh, makes you almost want to question free speech, and it's just like, okay. Yeah, he's just not impressed with the joke at all. He's just Um, like, whatever. Do you know, I gotta say, though, um, if those crazy people are, like, on your local school campus, like, yelling and screaming and being terrible, evil people, Mm -hmm. um... Don't, I see this every time. I've seen this when I was in college. I saw this in grad school. I saw this now that I work at a university. Don't argue with these guys. Just get some, like, really loud, annoying party music and play it over them. Right. I I cannot tell you, because they love getting the attention of being argued with. Right. 
But if you just drown them the fuck out, it's all the better. I said this recently. um, There was some... Pro, like some dude yelling really Islamophobic and anti-Semitic things on mm-hmm. um, a campus, which was actually a private campus. I don't know why they didn't just remove him, but mm-hmm. some ACLU person was there to make sure that his free speech was being protected or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, first off, ACLU, do you really not have better things to do than to let this guy yell about how the Quran is evil? <sighs> anyway, that aside, some other kids were like trying to like, some of these like college students, like, you guys get so like amped up and you think you're so smart and you're gonna like really show these people believe me honey they're not gonna learn anything from you in that moment they are too far gone right and it's not gonna happen through a yelling match speaking as someone who's been not all the way down that path but like embedded in the culture that those sort of yahoos come from yeah um they spend significant amounts of time anticipating the usual arguments and coming up with bullshit ways to counteract them um, or to just distract you from whatever you're saying. Exactly. Like, they, what is it, sea lining. They're always going to yeah. give you a different point. They're never going to concede any points that you may prove. Free yourself. Make fun of them instead. Laughter. Like, uh, like just, just don't, like, but here's the thing. Like, engaging them. them makes them, like, it gives them more power and it makes them more amped up to, like, yell and keep talking and it gives yeah. them a platform and people paying attention to them, which is yeah. absolutely what they want. Yeah. And so I was there and I saw this ACLU guy and I saw these kids yelling at him. I was like, guys, don't do this. Just take out some dumb YouTube video and play it on your iPod, like, at max volume out loud. And yeah. I just started yelling, they're taking the hobbits to Isengard, like, over this guy. <laughs> and the ACLU guy was, like, cracking up because he thought this was brilliant. He clearly hated the dude who was, like, yelling yeah. about whatever mm-hmm. damnation and hellfire we're all ending up in. And the kids were like, yeah, okay, that's so smart. And then as soon as I walked away, they started arguing with this guy again. I was like, really? You are wasting your own time. You, there's so many, like... There's so many more richly fulfilling ways to make fun of right? these morons. Like, fuck, find the person who knows how to turn on the sprinklers in that part of the... Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, <laughs> like, I, that's what you gotta do. I think that might have been considered harassment in that particular university, but... Uh, um, alas. Alas, alack. <laughs> However, anyway. definitely just start doing the chicken dance. I don't know. Do something. Don't don't take them seriously. Yeah, you your your that, pressure will thank you for it. Yeah, um, and there are times and places to like rant against these kinds of people or to like counteract someone who's like organizing in a really offensive way. Mm-hmm. It is not the lone like old white guy yelling at the top of his lungs with a speaker on yeah. your university campus. Yeah, when it comes to that, just literally start throwing a fucking rave in the middle of like the campus right that Get will your upset him way more than anything else you could do just start Stop. throwing out glow sticks man it's a party now <laughs> he brought it uh, he got it yeah but anyway the um the guy does say something as there as bennett and angela are going inside it's like satan will get you fear for your children or something like that um which is a lot of angela things. yeah but that is like the parting shot that he makes yeah. and that hits angela's the uh, wrong way. <coughs> yeah, you can tell that um, it's impacting him. Yeah. Her. Impacting her. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't remember if there's anything directly out after this. No. I just wrote, uh, they start talking about the um, murders that happened. Yeah. And then, That's the next scene, right? Right. Okay. Where you've got two uh, local, oh, they're probably like young, like, 
they're either teenagers or young 20s something yeah to like the black uh neighborhood uh residents yeah are are talking are talking about okay they're heckling the cops is what they're doing <laughs> let's just let's just be honest mm-hmm. um i'm just guessing yeah i don't really remember because i think i tried following a lot of them on on our twitter that i made for this uh podcast mm-hmm. but i think most of the exorcist writers are not black people yeah i'm just gonna say this guys with some deep love in my heart i don't think any black person in this year of I guess of it was 2016. Yeah, is stupid enough to heckle the cops to their faces, right? Not in Chicago. Not in Chicago. Like, did you guys been watching the news? <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I, I I literally wrote in my notes. I don't buy black kids antagonizing the cops on purpose. Right. People like no. I'm like I understand them watching, especially if they're like, oh, like I can understand them talking amongst themselves. I cannot understand like I don't why they're saying it loud enough that they they're they're directly antagonizing yeah. that guy. They're like, oh, are you gonna look in the fridge? Maybe there's a body in there. They're trying to make fun of him for being fat, right. and they're making and it's just like I. I get all the anger, and I think that's the tone is right. I don't think them actually engaging the police over this is necessarily the way it would ever go down in reality. Yeah. Especially because they're really making fun of the idea, I think, of what we touched on, that this was due to gang violence. Yeah. You know, they Oh, the rest some... of it I buy completely. Yeah, no, like, what they're saying, they're just like, yeah, I know, like, this... The, 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 what they're saying and feeding the public is a load of crap, because... A load of crap, because... I mean, these are gang homicides. <laughs> what they said was, they're like talking to each other. They're like, oh, you know, he's upset because he's going to have to arrest some white dude. This yeah. is crazy white boy 101. And I was like, like whoever did it probably has two first names. <laughs> yeah. Like two first names and the whole, the whole thing. And they start like yeah. listing off all these names. It could possibly be the serial killer name. And they're yeah. just like, you know, saying, like, you know, nobody in this hood is beast enough to do any of this. Like, that's just above and beyond. Right. And that's when Marcus sidles up and he's listening to all this. Yes. And he has some questions. Yeah, he's like, you know, because they say something about, oh, like, no one would take out the eyes. And Marcus interjects, like, did you say that they took, 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 like, this organ? And they're like, did they take any other organs? And they're just like, like, we weren't talking to you. (laughs) We're not talking to you. You look like a cop. Yeah, you look like one of the mean cops that nobody likes. <laughs> and he really does. Marcus. He looks like one of the... He is basically the, like, lone wolf cop. He really except is. Except he's not a cop. Right. He's a demon cop. <laughs> and it's funny, because they're like, yeah, you're a cop, and he... He I just, like, unbuttons his... the top of his jacket to show his priestly collar, and then and suddenly they're like, they're like oh. Oh, really? For real? <laughs> Yo, is that real, though? And yeah. he's like, yes. And they're like, okay. Yeah, and, and that clearly, is accurate. Yeah, clearly <laughs> they were raised in a religious household because you don't talk to a priest. You like know that. their mamas raised them, right? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would never talk smack. Well, actually, at this point in my life, I would probably talk smack to a priest. But I might talk smack to a priest, but not necessarily to their face unless they did something in that moment to piss yeah. me off. Because I am otherwise very afraid of them. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. What happens after Yeah, I mean, that? he just starts, like, asking some questions about the murders, and he's just like... Mm. He gets a lot of information, yeah. too, because it comes up later in, in yeah, yeah. the episode. I mean, he's clearly very alarmed about this. And yes. then this moves on to... Next scene is... Um, Kat and Casey trying in close? No, not no? yet. It was oh, okay. Tomas. Just kidding. 
and um, we decided to his Henry. 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 His name is Henry, right, yes. guys? Henry Rats. Someone please tweet us if we're wrong. This is getting really embarrassing. I should have checked. I, I, I just started listing names at Margot while we were watching this. We we're like, what is the dad's name? What is David? his name? John? David? John? Henry? Like, Henry! <laughs> we're, we think Henry's right, but God only knows. <laughs> I could Google this, but I'm not going to. He's Dad Rance. Dad Rance, yeah. Forever in my heart. So, and, you know, he's clearly very concerned. Like, he's like, About my daughter, daughter is, Casey's really possessed, like, do you what honestly is, think that's the case? Yeah, and if that is the case, what am I supposed to do about that as a parent? Yeah. Which I think is very touching, um, because he very much cares. Dad Rance is so great. I'm sorry I we know. keep forgetting his name. I know. I love him a lot. And his actor is amazing. It's mm-hmm. not any of, it's no one's fault but our own that we just really genuinely cannot yeah. remember men. <laughs> Marcus comes in at the end of their conversation. I swear to God, he's eating like a piece of corn on the cob in the church. That's, oh, yeah. That's all I could take from that. I was like, where did he get that corn on the cob? I don't know. Was, did he get it from like the guys he was hanging with in the neighborhood? I could see him. Yeah. He, he got, got invited to the cookout. <laughs> you know you know that's how that ended, right? Yeah. Like, they're just like, oh, man, this is a priest. We got a cookout later. He got to come. Like, our mother would like, like, never forgive us if we don't invite this priest and make sure he's eaten today. It's like the, like, neighborhood memorial for what the fuck just happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know. And he goes. God. Um, so, anyway. That's my new headcanon. <laughs> Um, so then, then we get to Kat and Casey trying on dresses, um, and, you know, Kat has this little black thing on, um, and it's, it's, it's actually very classy, like, yeah. for what it is, especially when you actually see the event that she gets to. They're going to a memorial service for Julia later. Yeah, it's like a dance memorial service, but, mm-hmm. like, so she's wearing, like, this, like, black dress, and her shoulders are kind of exposed, but mm-hmm. it, it's got, like, it's sort of got, like, sleeves that, like, bar down. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, It's, like, it's high cut in the front and it's, like, open backed, I think is what it was. Yeah. It looks nice. It's nice. And it's it's in all black and hers is, and, you know, um, Casey's trying on this little squarish shift thing and Kat's just kind of like, it looks, it's very you, it looks nice. Like, let's just go. Like, I'm sorry mom is making you come to this. You don't have, like, I wouldn't make you blah blah blah. Like, she's clearly, like, her older sister is kind of uncomfortable by the whole thing and feels very upset at her mother but can't really do anything about it and she just, I think the whole process of actually getting ready and getting dressed for this event is making her so stressed out. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's clearly a very emotionally fraught thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Kat doesn't strike me as someone who wears her emotions on her sleeve well, like, yeah, and even less so now that she's had this massive trauma, um, yeah. Yeah. happen. Um, but Casey doesn't take it well, and that's when Demon Man shows back up. Yeah, and Demon Man, like, basically tells Casey to steal a $3,600 dress. Right? And she's like, oh, like, I can barely fit, fit in. in this. I, I can't fit into this. Or he's like, well, you barely can, and that's the point. And that's when I just was like, ew, 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 ew. so ew. old and creepy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yep, he tells her to shoplift the dress. That's just gross. Which is fantastic. Um... And then we next see, well, I guess while they're out, 
uh, Mr. and Mrs. Rance are letting Marcus see their house. Yeah. Um, and Marcus He's is asking questions about Casey's and Kat's relationship. And whether or not they're friends and yeah. sisters. They're like, you know, do they love each other? Yeah. It's like, are they friends? Well, they're sisters. Of course they're friends. Like, that's not what I asked. <laughs> um, excuse you. <coughs> Yeah, um, and he's just kind of checking out all the knickknacks in Casey's room, and he finds a little music box that's going to be relevant later. Yeah. Um, and then he asks to meet Casey. Yeah. Um, and this is when we cut to the Pope Welcoming the Committee? Welcoming Committee. Right? Okay. Yep. I, <laughs> as we have learned by this third episode, I am the one that takes less detailed <laughs> notes because sometimes I just don't have a note to make and then I just sort of skip around and I forget what scenes where so um oops Pope welcoming committee um there's like this conversation Maria Walters like says something about like the impoverished neighborhoods or something was it not depleted depleted is i think the the or not uh, adjective that she used something i don't know Mm -hmm. she talks about the neighborhoods that are less great and poorer and and how they're not really on the the itinerary the itinerary yeah yeah um so the older like Basically, there's just a conversation about all of this, and it ends up being Thomas tries to, like, sort of be like, oh, well, I'm sure there's many logistical concerns that I don't know about. And right. then he, like, pauses, and he's like, but, but, but. Yeah, and just for context here, because you've got, I think, what, they've got, like, a French-speaking bishop or something like that, or is he, like, a cardinal? I didn't actually place I thought that was the Pope. No, that's not the Pope. The Pope's not there yet. Oh, okay. Those yeah, are yeah, people he's, representing he's, the Pope, because... I'm assuming he's a cardinal, because his head, his... It's red. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cardinals I, are red. Yes, cardinals are red. I just yes. don't remember whether or not it was red. I was going to call it a kippa. <laughs> I mean, that's technically kind of what it is, but yeah. like, no. But uh, Father um, Bennett is like there too, translating, cap. translating for. Yes. We'll say it's the cardinal, and if we're wrong, then we're wrong. Um, <laughs> who needs to be accurate? And then plus, Anyways. like all of the local priests, like it, it's it's a big dinner for yeah, the for welcoming committee, the welcoming committee. Um, but yeah, she manages to kind of, Maria basically tees Tomas up to talk about, you know, hey, yeah, like, my parish may not be financially, like, rich, rolling but they're in the dough. spiritually rich. Right. So typical. Like, what a, I mean, I mean, not yeah. like, I'm not like shitting on Tomas or even Maria. I've just, well... Yeah, Maria, but I'm just kind of, like, saying, like, oh, man, that is such a phrase that everyone uses. Like, oh, we may be financially poor, but we're spiritually wealthy. I don't know what it is about that turn of phrase. It always kind of annoys me. Um, I think that's something rich people like to say to poor people. I think think it's something that it's about romanticizing poverty. Poverty is really what it is. Like, oh, like, they can, they don't need more money or more resources because they're they're spiritually Oh, and I know why. It's because in Catholicism, sometimes being poor and suffering more makes you more holy. Yeah. Thanks, Mother Teresa. I hate you. <laughs> All right. Identified it. There got we go. it. We got there. Okay, now we can yeah, move on. Yeah, so he... 
Tomas definitely doesn't read the room, and he definitely uh, frustrates some people because he does go on on this rant a little about it. Yeah, he does. Def- I, again, I, I agree I, with Tomas. Like, I understand where he's coming from, and he's right. definitely not saying that. He's yeah. definitely defending his parish, and I was like, good job. Boom. Yeah, because he does not. He kind of resents the, the implication that they're depleted when he's literally yeah, he doing also- all these things to make them a more. Uh, established community and, you know, I mean, and obviously he, he presents the implication that they're all violent assholes. Yeah, that too. You know, he's just like, he, he basically, he's like, he's like, please, like, let it be clear that there's a difference between the violence that happens there and the everyday people who live and work there. Exactly. Which, duh. Yeah, absolutely. So, because, I think Maria makes the point that they spend, like, two hours, um, in the more impoverished neighborhoods and then... The like a day. rest day and a half on like was it the golden guy? I, I, I don't know. There's I don't know the wavy part of Chicago. Yeah, I don't care about Chicago that much to know every neighborhood. I've Sorry. never. I've been to Chicago O'Hare and that's it. I've been a couple times, mm-hmm. but the neighborhood politics. I mean, it is a very segregated city when yeah. I was when I went. Mm-hmm. Um, people can tell what it, it almost feels like. You know, like, how in England, sometimes you can tell, like, what class someone is by how they speak and what yeah. neighborhood they live in, and you, yeah. like, instantly know if they're rich or poor or immigrants yeah. or something? Chicago kind of feels a little creepy like that. Okay. In that, like, if you say, like, I live in this part of the city, people think they know your entire life now. Uh, it's kind of intense. Okay. It feels very, like, segregated still. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So that that definitely And if wins. you're white and say you're from Chicago, there's an like eighty percent chance you mean a suburb. Yeah. Just that I've heard high. before. Yeah. Um anyway, all all of this conversation gets interrupted because there's screaming that comes from outside. Yeah. They all go to the window and there's a man on fire. And it's the crazy preacher guy yeah. from earlier. He's just emoliating. Yeah. Casually. Like, there's a lot of smoke. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and he drops his knees and falls over because he's dead now. <laughs> Thank you. That was very descriptive. Listen, there's for the viewers at home. Sorry, I don't, listeners, I, listeners I, at home. Listen, well, both. Um, <laughs> honestly, it's like one of those things where it's like I've seen pictures and even video of like actual people doing that, so it's kind of like weird to like be like this one's fake but i've seen real ones because i don't know sometimes your brain can't like totally process the difference i I don't want to know why art history is weird okay that's fair okay so yeah then we go to casey plus marcus and tomas oh also because high school did not have trigger warnings when we watched history documentaries yeah okay that's fair um so yeah casey is being questioned by Tomas, she's kind of like, eh, do we really have to be, let's just, let's also, just why not that other guy that here? we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, so Tomas is kind of ham-fisting with, like, he's just, he doesn't know what he's doing. You know, he's asking her he's what she remembers around. about the night that he came over, and she's like, I don't know, you killed a rat? And he's just like, okay, well, do you speak any additional languages? He tries talking to her in Spanish. She's and like, she's just like, can you ask me that in English? Like, looking yeah. at him, like, seriously, he's like, like I don't you? know. And she's like, he puts a pen on the, on the table, like, can you move that pen? And she's like, reaching for it. He's like, without... Without touching it. And she's just looking at him like, you have 
got to be shitting me. Right, like, okay, but also, <laughs> what demon is dumb enough to be like, yeah, I'm just gonna fucking move the pen now. Yeah, ha, 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 look at that. Parlor trick. So, oh, Tomas. Oh, <coughs> he's trying. Um, but that's when Marcus steps up. Maybe I can ask you a couple questions. Yeah. And then he starts going on some metaphor about the garden and the pretty flowers are difficult ones and the succulents are hardy because they're ugly or something. I don't really... He's just saying it to piss her off. Right. No, what he's doing is he starts asking her about, you know, the difference between the sports that she and Kat does. Like, (laughs) you know, Casey does lacrosse, Kat does ballet and start talking about how ballet is artistry um and all of this sort of stuff and then his whole thing about the garden is just like oh you know some people are like flowers like the really really beautiful flowers they suck up all the attention and you get the succulents and they're just kind of there and you know he's really playing up that perceived disparity between cat and casey because like honestly let's let's be real both girls are plenty pretty. Sure. You know? But it's sure. all about Casey's underlying insecurity that she's projecting into the situation. Yeah, yeah, And And he, I mean, he is pretty aware of this. And the fact that, like, Kat is the ballet dancer, she's mm-hmm. older, you know, she's pretty, but also, like, he's trying to imply that she might be difficult because she's pretty and she has been moody lately because she was recently traumatized for and so a while she's, just and she's getting the all the attention in the limelight and because he knows yeah. like this is the sort of stuff that the demon will prey on yeah um and you know he also asks her um if she loves her sister casey says of course i love my sister do, do you, you like, like your, your sister? sister and she's just like huh <laughs> i was like oh you resent her and you didn't say that you didn't have to yeah like honestly girl come on you've been played like that is so yeah she's she's a baby child that's why she falls for this it's true it's true um and then he pulls out the little music box. box and that's when she starts to get really upset like you went into my room and he starts just pulling stuff out like there's like a feather there's like a watch she doesn't react to anything and then he pulls out a it's like a man's watch isn't it maybe kind of bulky it was but some women's watches are like that and i hate watches so i don't really pay it that much yeah no i have watches that are heavier and some that are lighter but yours still don't look like i i don't know i thought it looked kind of it's it's a bulky metal watch um, yeah. The feather and then um, the makeup compact. And that's when suddenly, guess who joins us in the room? The creepy old pedophile demon. Right? And um, Marcus can tell the difference and he can note the difference of what what the thing is. You know, it's it's like a department store compact. The mirror's broken. It's from 2003. <laughs> yeah. God, I can't believe I can remember this fucking, like, makeup compact is from 2003, but I can't remember Dad Rance's name for more than five <laughs> seconds. What was his name again? <laughs> I know it's Henry. just messing with you. Um, but yeah, then, you know, finally he says, where'd you get it? A salesman gave it to me. Why did and- a salesman give this to you in 2003? Right. Is this set in 2003? Is that what I'm supposed to believe? No, or no. Or like 2000? No, it's, 
I think it's supposed to be set modern day, or, like, modern day as of two years ago. Right. Um, Still weird. But... So three years before this happened? Maybe. Or he gave her an old one. He, I think he just gave her an old one. I guess. You know, like, I feel like that would be the thing. Like, it's cheap. It's not actually that special. Yeah, um, it just looks a little outdated. But she's so... Attached to it. Yeah, she's so attached to it, so she's so it, desperate for affirmation that of it's... Of her being pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Her being pretty, her being desired is the, the issue. It's the thing. Um, but, anyway, long story short, he starts to... Probe, probing questions about... Well, he opens guy. it up. Okay, so I have, I have a note here. Okay, sure. He opens it up. Oh my god, up. you have a note? Wow. <laughs> Rude. I'm just anyway, um, he opens it up and he notes that it's broken and that she's going to have seven years bad luck. Mm-hmm. And actually, I was kind of curious because I figured we actually sort of intended when we started this to talk about, like, religion and theology and oh, mythology yeah. and shit... Yeah. So I was like, all right, why is it seven years worth of bad luck to break a mirror? And I briefly, briefly researched this, but it turns out that mirrors and breaking them can be bad luck in many, many cultures. But mm-hmm. the most common explanation that I found was that in ancient Rome, um, the idea of, like, when mirrors were created, it transferred, like, some of the power, the reflective powers that were associated with water gets associated with mirrors because mirrors also reflect Okay. Um, and because it's a reflection, it represents in part your soul. So mm-hmm. if a mirror breaks when, like, a divination person is, like, looking into a mirror and talking about your future, it means there's something shitty gonna happen to your soul. Well, okay. fuck. Yes. So, um, and the idea of it being seven years bad luck is that the ancient Romans, I guess, believed that, like, your life would refresh every seven years or something. And so, like, it would be, like, for seven years, you'd have that bad luck, but then at the end of that seven, it would start a new cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, I found it really interesting because there were a couple of places that actually gave suggestions as to what to do if your mirror broke and how to, like, counteract this bad luck. Okay. And one of the explanations that I saw that actually made that clicked the most for me in terms of, like, talking about this kind of thing was that there's a suggestion that you wrap the mirror in black fabric and bury it under dirt. Hmm. Um, like mud, basically. Yeah. And I was like, wait a second, why black? Why black fabric? Because, um, my, my first thought was that, like, I know, um, in the Jewish period of mourning, when you sit shiva, traditionally, you cover the mirrors in black, like, curtains or fabric or something Mm -hmm. um for a similar reason because uh mirrors can reflect evil spirits that might enter a house in a time of mourning Mm. um at least in kabbalah like the the more spiritual mystical theories so i thought it was really Mm -hmm. interesting basically um broken mirror compact means she's possessed by a demon (laughs) fun times yeah Absolutely. I think the other thing that was interesting about this conversation is, first of all, through all this, as Marcus is talking to her, um, the demon is telling her, don't answer, don't answer. Uh, don't look at me. Then don't look at me. Yeah, don't look at him. Like, just don't answer. Don't respond to any of this. Um, and this is not the first time when Marcus asks, has he made you hurt yourself yet? Or has he hurt you yet? Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is kind of a scary... Uh, precursor for what's to come. Um, 
and I forget what ex- exactly he does. He says that finally makes the demon manifest in her. Um, he starts talking in a bunch of different languages, and eventually he says something in Aramaic. Something and the in Aram- demon responds in Aramaic. Yeah, I think it's something I don't really about what it was. Um, oh, it was like that the demon couldn't get cat. That it was yeah. a cat. Um, so he had to settle for for Casey. Um, for the less good sister, basically. <laughs> right. And Thomas is over here like, whoa, way like, too far. Right. Crossing the line here, bro. And then the demon, and he says something like, oh, like, you're not showing up, you're not answering because you're actually, like, subservient to Casey yeah, or something you're her like slave. that. You're her slave. Um, and then he... The demon finally manifests in Casey to talk back, to be like, I'm nobody's slave, um, and that his possession of Casey is by design. Yeah. Um, it's part of the plan. Then the demon insults him about, like, the failed exorcism in Mexico, Mm -hmm. brings it up, says it wasn't that demon, but he admires the, um, the Baptist's work, and says something about, like, the, he says something about, like, the uh, eye of God was opened, or I don't know what, and then mm-hmm. you were at the center of his disinterest. And I was like, oh, damn, yeah, he's son. Making, making fun of Marcus again for his lack of filmness with the Holy Spirit or whatever we're going to call it. For his impotency? Yeah, for his impotency. <laughs> yeah, for the fact that he can't get it up for Jesus anymore? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Tomas is recording this, by the way. Yeah. So, Oops. uh, kinky. Um, so that, that becomes relevant because they take the recording to the, uh, guy that Tomas visited last time. The bishop or... Archdeacon? Arch, archbishop? Archbishop. And Bennett. Yeah. Before that, I just wrote a note about the fact that Casey's actress is so good. Yeah. No, so impressive, especially when, like, she's, like, done talking demon styles, and she's just kind of just sitting there staring at them, and it's, like, freaking terrifying. Like, good right. job, girl. <laughs> um, anyway, they're kind of pissed at Tomas for continuing to pursue this when they told him not to. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus gets excommunicated. Yeah. Marcus gets excommunicated. They, they basically say this so casually, too. They're like, I'm so-and-so. We've been excommunicated from the church. And Marcus is like, wait, pause. And Pull like, up. Tomas Pull is, up. like, still going. About, and they're still like, ranting. Exorcism. And they're still having this conversation. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Uh-huh. And then Bennett comes over with this, like, black letter with, like, was it, like, a fucking red wax seal or I something? Some ridiculous, over-the-top, velvet gothic shit. It's the Catholic Church. Yeah. <laughs> and he, like, opens it up. And they're like, you're too, like remove your color and forfeit your right to take communion or give communion and all the above. And we're going to give you a couple months worth of money to help you along in your civilian life, but go away. Yeah. And then like the archbishop is like, and please do that away from Chicago. Yeah. Like we don't want you in our town. Marcus starts talking about the fact that like, Hey, but they took like the eyes. Oh no. Is that in the, in the car immediately afterwards? Mm. He no, I think he starts listing that off here. He like lists off. Yeah, he lists. Okay, see the the people who took like who who were murdered had their eyes, hearts, livers, genitals, and skin of their palms and feet taken from them. Yeah, 
and there were like nine of them. Yeah. And that's horrifying. That is horrifying. Um that is indeed Crazy White Boy 101. <laughs> yes. And oh, he also points out like, hey, like the demon that we talked to like knew about what happened to me with my demon. Uh, with, with They're the talking They're to talking each other. other. Uh, These demons are getting around the cooler and talking about me, bro. This is right. a problem. How dare they gossip about me? I wonder what the water cooler in hell is like. It must be like acid of some sort. Maybe, yeah. You know, they just, or they just just congregate around like the, the latest human soul they're making miserable and Maybe. I don't know. I don't Maybe it depends on what layer of hell you're on if we're going to go hold Dante's Inferno with this. <sighs> yeah. I'm just, like, wondering, do we ever... I don't think we get told how or why, but I want to know how these demons are communicating with each other. When? Where? Why? Hmm. In general? Do they have to, like... There, there must be, like... Use people to communicate? Or are they just kind of everywhere in the world until they, cell like... Phones? Demon cell phones. I don't know. You think they have, like, one, like, hell-owned, like, brand? Are they socialized, or is it just, like, a hot mess of... Are they a hive mind? That could be it. Are they, like, pre-Tower of Babel, like, able to speak one language with each other? I don't know. And they clearly know a lot of languages, so... Yeah, and apparently... Okay, so Marcus, like, tried talking to them in try talking to the demon that's, like, in Casey using different languages, which mm-hmm. implies that some demons know certain languages, but not others. That's a good point. Why would... Because the demon didn't respond until he hit Aramaic, but he had, like, tried, like, something, like, Spanish and then mm-hmm. Japanese. Yeah, yeah, Japanese in there. I think maybe they have preferred languages. Maybe. They might, you know, or maybe, you know... Or maybe different... demons just speak, like, the lingua franca. Yeah. The lingua this franca of wherever they come into existence. Or have always existed. Or where they have always existed, yeah. I think at some point we should do, like, mini-sodes about, like, the theories about demons and, like, shit, because there's some really cool, like, explanations to why demons would exist in the world. But anyway. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, demon cell phones. Demon cell phones. Uh, so that scene wraps up. Um... Oh God! No, the, actually, no, let's linger on that scene a little while. No, 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 no! My note for this is fantastic. <laughs> okay, we're we're, car- we're carrying on. My note is pro tip: Hey, don't use a curling iron as a dildo, <laughs> Casey. Jesus Christ! Yeah, she's like curling her hair in this like almost nipples to the wind dress. Okay, <laughs> that has like this deep V where her boobs are like. Almost out there. Right. She's okay. got to tape that, that shit down. She's got to tape that shit down. I think there's actually metal in the structure of the dress, which uh-huh. is keeping it down, but yeah. still. Um, again, nipples to the wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just makes one wrong, like, arm movement, and that's popping out everywhere. Yeah. And then, I don't know, she's, like, curling her hair, but then she's just like, huh. Well, I think the context of this is, like, in the background, you can hear Cat uh, arguing with, with her, her mom. parents. Yeah. Was it with her mom or with both of her parents? I don't know. Um, about going to this, uh... This memorial, memorial service. Um, and there's... They're just arguing because Kat's, like, so upset about the fact, you know, she's worked her whole life to, you know, be a ballerina, and, you And know, one shot knee and your life is screwed. Life is screwed. And then, you know, her mom says something about, oh, your friend, and she's like, don't 
call her my friend again, Mom. Her name is Julia. And she wasn't my friend, she, you know, or just my friend, is I think. Well, I mean, she she basically just says, like, stop calling her my friend in that tone of voice. My yeah. friend. And she's like, what tone of voice? When you say it, like, my friend. <laughs> like, when you mean I'm gay. Yeah. When you're trying to be a condescending asshole, Mom. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think what was really, like, getting back to Casey in a second, but I feel like what's really interesting is I notice a lot more of the ways that Angela is kind of a shitty parent. Like, in this one that I don't think I noticed the Gee, first Gee, maybe therapy would have helped her at some point in life, but, yeah. uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I think that's, like, the important background to why I think this becomes a moment for this to happen with Casey, because, you know, she's doing it, creepy old guy to appears sitting on the toilet and that's when she makes the worst dildo choice there is i'm pretty sure that's what happened i mean that's no. that's confirmed later right yeah it's confirmed later yeah that's what she's doing is she's burning herself in unfortunate places yeah that's an awkward scene it's really uh, the other thing we linger there a little longer than i personally would have cared for Oh, yeah, like, three times as long. Um, but you also start to see, like, on her neck and arm, you start seeing these, like, strange rashes. That's yeah, unrelated. Yeah, skin is, like, bubbling up and yeah, it looks really gross. Right. It's yeah. nasty. Okay, and then, um, Tomas finds Marcus after, uh, after he's been excommunicated. I have another note. Mm-hmm. 41 years sobriety, poverty, chastity, more or less. Wink. <laughs> I know. Like, oh, t- oh, Marcus, what have you been up to? What have you been up to, boo? <laughs> Please You're let us still know. a virgin. He really is, though. So, basically, he just got drunk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's a, it's a very great um, conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote the line down about fight the enemy with semantics. That's a great idea. Yeah. Because... Um, Tomas is like, well, but, you know, technically, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, sure. Semantics. That'll definitely work against, I don't know, a demon. Right. Fantastic. Um, And then I also wrote down, does Marcus know what personal space is? No. 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 Uh, Yeah, I think what's interesting, too, about this scene is, you know, he's already been struggling with the loss of the, the power of God in him. So now to have, like, this extra thing that the Oh, he talks about losing... Grace? Yeah. He says, uh, he's talking about losing grace and, and then take away that grace and I'm just a man in a room. Well, you kind of already were, but let's. (laughs) Right. Okay. So, so so do you want to, can you explain grace or is that not something you can explain? Man, I wish you'd ask me to define that beforehand. I I thought about it, and I I realized I didn't understand it when I was Catholic, and I'm not going to understand it now, so. <sighs> Do you want to pause and look it up? Does Hold that on. help? Yeah, give me a pause. Okay. Okay, so, just, like, the, the basic definition of grace, like, in the Christian belief that I just kind of looked up right now, uh, like, is, like, the free and unmerited favor of God is manifested in the salvation of sinners and the bestowal of blessings. Um, so... You hear a lot about, like, the grace of God, um, or... So he's juiced up on, like, being able to, like, cast out demons. It, 
I think for him that's part of it. That's part of where he gets that power. Right. It's, it's, the, grace. it's the grace of God, like okay. the ability to do things or receiving things that do not come from within ourselves. Um, it has to come from God, basically. Like, you know, we don't okay. have the power to save ourselves. We, that comes from God, and we can't merit that. It, it's just given. Uh, the ability to have the, like in Marcus's case, to do all these extra um, acts that are not typical um, come through God's grace and God's power. Right. And it's And if... God isn't moving through him, then he just is, he's not a vessel anymore. He's, <laughs> he's impotent. Is there, yeah. It all goes back to his, like, spiritual impotence. Um, yeah. So classic. I think that, I think that's really what, what the issue is here. Okay, is. So grace is just like, it, it's, it's, grace it's, is like this, like, understanding that it, it is, God gave you free will, but it doesn't really matter? No. I know, but I mean, like, right? That's, like, the conclusion, right? Because, like, if it uh-huh. if you can't save yourself, then what is the point of free will? The God just has grace to forgive the sinners at will. Oh, boy. <laughs> right? No, but I'm, I'm like, okay. that, is, that is a legitimate question to ask. Am I right? Like, am I just, mm-hmm. like... Okay, I'm not. I'm we, not trying to be purposely antagonistic. I'm trying to just ask a question because I don't understand. Okay, so I guess like the difference is like free will is the choice to do you know either good or bad. Like we can do that by ourselves. Right. Um, but sometimes because we are human, we don't have the ability to do all of the things that we would like to do or we fail in spite of ourselves, like having the right intentions, but still like we have a bad day and we fuck it up or something like that. God's grace is what kind of makes up the difference. Like God's supporting us through that to be like, okay, like you missed that step, but God still puts that step there for you. So you don't completely like fall flat on, fall your, flat ass. on your ass or flat on your face and break your neck or whatever. Like it is okay. like that extra extension of goodwill from God right? because we're human and we're going to screw up no matter what, but God is still going to help. So it's like if you had a code and something went wrong in the code, but you also have another code that says if something goes wrong, Please refer back to this other th- this other process. Yes, to restart. Right. So that's like the very Got basic sure. concept of grace, but also it goes beyond that. Where again, it also uh, like I could just go into so much like the Acts of the Apostles is like God's grace. Like, uh, you know, I, I could, he just does cool shit. Maybe sometimes, sometimes God uses you to do really cool fucking shit. Got it. And neato. Right now, Marcus doesn't feel like he he's is being getting... used to be do cool neato shit. Right, and he might Got even it. be feeling like he's not even experiencing the more not fundamental, the more mundane aspects aspects of, of the grace inherent in his belief system. Okay, does that make it a little more clear? I, I mean, okay, okay. Here's the thing, right? <laughs> like, in fairness to you, uh-huh. I did leave Christianity. 
for a reason. Right. And a lot of that reason was none of it ultimately made sense, even when it was explained to me and I did understand it. So okay. I'm going to say, yes, that made sense. Okay. And I understand what he is thinking and I understand how that affects the actual conversation that is happening right now because he's mentioning, oh, I don't have grace. They're taking it away from me. I'm like, I don't know what that means. So Sounds good. Got yeah. it. See, uh, thank you. This is one of those problems where, like, I was really into studying this stuff, like, uh, a couple of years ago now. Hot going minute. On 10 years ago now, almost. Well, more like eight. Yeah. Maybe seven, but it's kind of been not. It's been a while. Focus. It's been, it's been a minute, so I'm like dredging up. It's like I have to go back to the archives to figure out how to have words to explain this thing. That no, it's totally cool. Is it makes sense? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna. I'm okay. like my understanding is gonna be that coding thing that I mentioned, and also mm-hmm. maybe that God is just like this is just a puny human that can't do everything, whereas I, God, mm-hmm. am God. Yeah, and so you know. If, puny human can't see the full aspect of whatever it is I'm trying to go for. That's just because they can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. And, I don't know, it, it just kind of goes back to essentially, Marcus is having a kind of crisis of faith. Yes. That part I get. You know, because sense. of what happened in Mexico and how badly he failed and he thinks that I think a lot of... I think of he's the, taking it a little personally. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I don't necessarily think that it is supposed to be personal mm-mm. within mm-hmm. the context of, let's talk about God in this series. What is God's, like, game plan here? I don't know what the fuck that guy's doing, but he doesn't seem to be doing too much <laughs> at the moment. I know, and I find it really interesting because I have to look it up so maybe we can link it in, like, the metadata for this thing. Um, okay. But there was a... A uh, article from the show's creators where they're like, they don't really intend to have, like, God or angels show up in this. Like, like, honestly, I I don't want God to show up. Right. That feels fundamentally annoying to me. Right. It's kind of annoying to have God show up. (laughs) I mean, you First off, you're not, you can't afford Morgan Freeman anyways. Don't bother. (laughs) You shouldn't have drank water right at that moment. (laughs) No, I shouldn't have. Um... (laughs) Anyway, you can't afford, if you can't afford Morgan Freeman, don't bother. Right. Secondly, I like Morgan Freeman at all, but also, it's just a tired, like, yeah. use. It's more fun to not have God show up. Right. Because, honestly, I think, okay, so from a theological aspect, me personally, I think it's more interesting when God doesn't show up to things, mm-hmm. because people all too often expect God to physically show up, whether Mm -hmm. that's in reality or in the Bible or anything else, that doesn't happen that way. Right. Um, So when you expect that and you're just like, God didn't show, then you you kind of miss the point, at least in terms of, like, for Christianity and Judaism that, Mm -hmm. well, less Christianity because God did show and you're just waiting for him to come back again. (laughs) Um, At least in Judaism, God doesn't have to show. He's already there. Yeah. So, I mean, the idea that you can't find or see or it needs to be some physical person or something, you're mm-hmm. just not looking at it right. Right. Um, and I think that's true for a lot of Christianity since the actual Christ mm-hmm. as a person part. Yeah. After that, it's still God is sort of everywhere. So if you're not seeing him, that's on you, boo. Right? 
Like, am I, am I off base God, with that? It's like God is everywhere. God is with us. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, we don't need, like, some guy to be cast as God or some lady no. to be cast as God. I think that would be kind of... I'm okay if they don't do it. I don't want them to. I wouldn't want them to either. And I think it... I think it, it feels... might be fun to see angels. Yeah. But not, like... I'm not talking, like... I don't know. Again, didn't watch Supernatural. I... <laughs> don't want a Supernatural angel. I want something that will scare the ever-loving crap out of right? me. Right? Like, that doesn't even look Remember human. that one That's episode in the burning. X-Files? Do you remember, like, when Scully... Did I watch this episode without you, maybe? Maybe. I don't Scully know. Scully sees this, like, angel... And it's like a it's it's the three headed one with mm. the like lion head and the person head and the something else head all at once and it's terrifying and you I mean CGI is old, but it, yeah. it's still scary just based on what you're seeing. I want like an actual biblical angel mm-hmm. that will terrify you to death. Yeah. That would be the way I would go too. Like not a recurring character, but like Yeah. Something, something scary and intense that you see for maybe a split second and then don't see all of because mm-hmm. horror is more fun when you can't see the entire demon. Yeah. Not entire demon. The entire being angel thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to move us along because I have okay. an interview in the morning. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after the unfortunate scene with Kat, uh, oh, no, no, we're beyond that. We're... We're past at... the church conversation. Now we're going to go to the No, no, no. No, before we move on from oh. the church, the, like, part of the argument, too, is that... Tomas still wants to do the exorcism, and Marcus is just kind of like, you know, you're what? not just, qualified. And if you're you not qualified, just fuck keep, it up. I'm gonna blame keep myself. Keep letting it go extreme. Just get more proof until it's undeniable. Then hopefully they'll send someone. No. And Tomas is like, fuck that. I am not gonna quit. And Marcus is like, all right, well, you'll die too. He's like, I don't want your pretty little butt dying on my account. Goodbye. Exactly. Um. And then we move on to... The memorial thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it turns out it's at the... Um, dance. Dance company. Yeah. Um, so it starts with Kat. She takes Casey with her to the... Uh, backstage. Backstage where all the Why? dancers are getting... I don't know. I think from from the implication with the previous scenes, it's kind of encouraged by her, her parents. parents. Which, Again, I don't know. Why? Angela, Why? Why, <laughs> Under the circumstances. Really? Um, okay. Okay. Boom. Um, and, you know, they're, um, they're pouring they're talking, one out. Yeah, they pour out some whiskey for Julia. Um, say some words, start passing around the drink, and then Casey snatches the bottle and just starts drinking. And then she says some nasty-ass shit about, like, her, like, true love having died. And it's like, right? really? Like, and Kat just takes her sister aside and like, are you for real right now? Like, what is, right. what is with Cause, you? Because some of the weird stuff she says is just like, well, you know, if you think, if the cards were the Swear other, the other way, it would have been. My sister would be dead, and Julia would just have a busted knee. Have you ever thought about that? And they're like, uh, maybe guests need to leave now. Yeah. Sorry, like, rehearsal, like, we're on in, like, you know, curtain call or whatever. Right. And it's just kind of like, get, get the guests out of here. Yeah. This is just so inappropriate. And just Kat and Casey argue a little bit. and um, Casey just tries to blow it off. Yeah. And they go sit down. They go sit down. And the then the performance starts. Kat's clearly emotional. Yeah. The lead, um, the prima ballerina, like, says something about, like, you know, we're here for you, Kat, when mm-hmm. you're ready. Yeah. Poor Kat is just gonna, like, cry her heart out. Right. Um, 
Angela finally doesn't screw something up. Yeah. Pat, Pat, daughter, they're there. Yeah. Um, and then through that, you see, you know, Casey's sitting on the end and the hand and... Like, this creepy old hand keeps sliding on her all the time, and it's literally my least favorite thing. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, And you can see her arm rash. Yeah. Um, I noted that the dance seemed to be choreographed initially initially to leave space open for the two dancers who aren't there. Okay. Um, Because there's, like, two spaces within the um, starting positions when they're dancing. That's a good catch. I I noticed that, but I didn't put it together that that's what it was representing. Yeah. There's gaps in the lineup. That's clever. Um, it is clever and sweet. Um, and then we briefly flip back to Maria Walters and, and Tomas, Tomas talking. Where Maria invited Tomas over and gives him the huge check. Right. And, um, and Tomas is like, mm, where I come from, <laughs> when people give you a lot of money, they want something in return. <laughs> it comes with strings. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, obviously. Yeah. And she gives all this like... This not about how she's her husband loves this city and he's dying and don't worry do more things that will make me want to give you more money I'm yeah. rich I can just throw this around right and like oh like you don't have a depleted parish it's been forsaken use it for the parish yeah I don't know I don't know and she's like Tomas doesn't trust her and he's good uh, c- thing he has a head on those shoulders that isn't just pretty because honestly because something about it is fishy. Um, it also, uh, adds clarity in the scene that, like, the Walters got their money from, like, glass. Like, glass making. Yeah. Um, But, uh, I, I maintain what I said last episode. Maria Walters is rich and therefore evil. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, and then we switch back to seeing the recital. Yeah, the recital with the song. And, And, uh, Casey's all, like, sweaty and and gross. And gross And it's just, like, this... I don't know, it's, like, a combination between, like, feverish and, like, is she getting some sexual gratification from this? This is very disturbing to watch. Right. kind or of sick. It, or is it because she just had all that whiskey and, you know... No, I mean, she looks like there's something above and beyond. Like, she's yeah. sweating and, like... There, there's, there's a bunch of stuff. She looks like she could vomit at any minute. She just gets up and leaves. Right. Uh, Angela tries to get up to go after her, but Henry's like, no, no, I, I'll go with her. Yeah, Dad Rance is like, let me take care of this, you stay with Kat. Right. Um, so while that's going, uh, Bennett tracks down Marcus. Mm-hmm. I think, was he at the Rance's door, like, knocking it? Was that the Rance's door that he was at? Maybe. I don't know. I, I, maybe. But. Um, anyway. They. That would this, explain why no one answered. Right. It's not, the, it's not Domas's place, so yeah, probably. Yeah. Because he has an apartment. Yeah. Um, so Bennett makes Marcus get in the car. This is the first time that they're, they actually explicitly name this thing called... Bocare uh, polvere. Yeah. Bocare polvere. It's like dust call, basically. Yeah. Um, and... <gasps> Who are you going to call? <laughs> dust busters! <laughs> um, and Marcus... Or, no, Bennett dismisses, like, this ritual that he names because... He's like, you don't need that many dead people for one demon. He's Marcus like, is like, like what if multiple demons, Bennett? And you're just like, oh, things are getting real. And then um, Bennett's like, can you please turn on some music for us? Yeah, the driver. The driver the classical music is definitely going to mask your entire conversation now right. that you mentioned demons. <laughs> but the, like, driver is, like, looking in the rearview mirror like, what in the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. So, you know... It, 
it's it's justified. Yeah. Um, they we also get established that the man who immolated himself, uh, there was no accelerant. He literally just spontaneously combusted. Um, yet, for all of the weird shit starting to happen here in Chicago, the Pope is still planning on coming. Yeah. What's really interesting about most actual spontaneous combustions in the real world... <coughs> what's interesting about spontaneous combustions in the real world is that uh, they're usually not spontaneous. It's usually some sort of... Most of the time, it's like people smoking or mm-hmm. there's a candle by the bedside or something, and people can burn... Um, like their bodies will burn mostly and the theory is just because the fat in your body acts like a wax and so it just burns and burns and burns and well, then you die. Well, that's horrifying. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I watched an entire documentary about this in high school. It was great. Oh Science class was fun. You know, you're wild. Like, I, you just have like endless, boundless taste for really horrifying knowledge. For a while I wanted to be a forensic scientist. Yeah, I remember And I this. went to forensics camp. Mm-hmm. Because they have that not debate camp, but like someone died camp. That was fine. Anyway, so (laughs) Marcus asks a clarifying question as, you know, has the church been compromised? And the answer that Bennett doesn't know. And and he gives him tickets. And he gives him tickets. Which are round trip. Round trip. To get him far away from the city and then right back. Right. And to go visit some friends, including then one of the names on the list is a mother Bernadette because there's a mm-hmm. whole helpful list of yeah. potential friends yeah. on there. Now, what I find interesting and about contact. this scene, though, is like for all that, then it's like, nope, you brought your excommunication on yourself. He's clearly still has some respect for Marcus's uh, exorcism know-how. I think. Well, I think, honestly, um, or, Bennett has made a very smart choice in that if mm-hmm. he's not sure if the church is compromised, he needs someone who's an outside agent at this point. Yes. So he now ha- he basically got himself a free agent that doesn't have to answer to the church, which yes. may be compromised, that yes. reports to him directly instead. Yeah. I think Bennett's fucking smart. I think Bennett, Bennett intentionally got him so excommunicated. Yeah. I can Bennett, see that. I mean, he did. I mean, here's the thing. He did, absolutely. And, and in the event that Marcus is a complete loose cannon and goes off the rails, then he doesn't have to deal with it. He can say, I did my part. I excommunicated him. He, he can go to the authorities. On, yeah. So it, it's yeah. both, it's, it's, it's win, win for him. Brilliant. Yeah. He, he gets the best of both worlds. Ben, it's a true mastermind. He really is. Um, and He's then finally we get to the, the finale scene. Yeah. So dad rants is on the subway. Trying to talk to Casey about how important tonight, uh, things were for Kat. And then he He's starts kind of like losing his coherence yeah he, uh, he goes out of it yeah he's he currently having a, a medical event <laughs> yeah well it's not like it's, he's like he just kind of he's out of it yeah he he loses coherence for a for a minute and then he just kind of slumps over and case i'm assuming like, the demon took care of him maybe yeah um and it happens right before they get to another subway stop because they're on the subway for this yeah um, and I think it's what the Cubs game let out or something stupid like Maybe. that. Maybe. It was a sports, a bunch of asshole men. Yeah. Uh, like college age men jump on the train and start, start one guy. on this like poor teenage girl. Right. Because she's wearing a nice dress and, uh, cute dress. Oh, thanks. I look better on my floor. Yeah. And it's just, just like, okay. And, you know, there, he starts pulling the, oh, like, just take a compliment, like, don't leave, like, stuff like chill. that. And he, like, grabs, grabs his arm around Casey and starts, like, 
I don't know. And then there's some weird sequence of, like, her making out with the demon guy. Well, I was gonna say, before we get to that, unfortunately, is, like, what's really upsetting, I think, about this scene is the fact that there are a lot of people looking on in disgust. Fucking no one does anything. And no one says anything, and no one does anything. She's clearly a child, guys. Yeah. I don't care that, like, you can see, like, her cleavage, which doesn't really exist. She is a child. Mm Mm-hmm. Do something. Yeah. Anyway. Um... And so, yeah, then the demon approaches. And every time we see this demon, you notice that his, like, suit gets grosser and grosser. And, like, oh, less put together. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he I try not Casey. to look at him for very long. That's fair. Me neither. Um, but, yeah, he approaches Casey. Casey and, and they have this really intense makeout session. And I asked you, does she look like she's making out to the air? Or is this just in her head? <laughs> we don't know. I'm just like, man, I hope for her sake like because everything's weird enough the last thing you need to look like is like you're like shoving your tongue into the air's tonsils i don't know yeah like eh, (laughs) no not a good look um neither is the look that comes immediately after because she fucks this guy up i mean frankly we have all, as women, been in this position where we have also wanted to murder some guy on the subway mm-hmm. for getting near us and not leaving us alone. Yeah. But this is a little over the top. <laughs> it's a little bit. Like, there's blood. Um, She, like, scratches him to shit, man. She, like, scratches like, him. She throws him basically across the subway. He hits the floor of it people are like whoa and then they suddenly take yeah. out their phones like now you care now yeah. you motherfuckers want to like right and she's just this. like and she says it like in the demon's voice like you want it rough like which he was saying to her like yeah, yeah. all this stuff and holy fucking shit at the very end of it like she, she just reaches into his mouth and dislocates tears off his, his jaw. jaw he didn't tear it off she dislocates his jaw she breaks it no she doesn't take it i i looked <laughs> okay um in this though like there's just, like he a did I don't think is he, he is. I don't think he is. I don't remember. But any, it's in the next. It's in the next episode. But um, Henry wakes up amidst all this, and it's when he comes to and like yells Casey that like she kind of she's just sort of standing there like covered she, like, in blood in a party dress and like what staring. Off. She's yeah. She pees on the floor and she pees on the floor. That's when her eyes go from black to blue again. And that's where the episode ends. Because peeing on the floor is a very natural response to this whole thing having happened. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty intense and all sorts of traumatizing. Hey, there's the horror genre for you. Yeah. Anyway, um, so if a guy hits on you in the subway and he starts touching you and no one else does anything, tear his jaw open. Just just dislocate his face. Right. <laughs> he does not need it anymore. If yeah. He's talking to you. Yeah. Also, I, I mean, don't be afraid to cause a scene. Hopefully. Yeah, just start screaming or cry. Cry. Crying. Crying, crying is, I think. Cry hysterically. Some... Yeah, like, if you just start sobbing, that's going to get attention, I think. Yeah. Because then you're not, like, I don't know. Like, If you don't know how to cry on command, learn. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to inform everyone, yeah. uh, but unfortunately, nowadays, a dude tries to hit on you in a public place. Or anywhere, and you really just want him to go away, just start sobbing uncontrollably. Yeah. 
Either that or give him the craziest fucking face you can possibly make and keep it there for a good solid minute. Count in your head. Don't move it. You're trying to make that face at me right now. It's brilliant. <laughs> you cannot do that. You cannot laugh. Because then they think, they're like, oh, now we're buddy-buddy. We made no, this joke. Not. No. You got to keep that face like you're insane. Keep it. Look unhinged. And then just keep it until he goes away. Either that or cry. Like this. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway. That really hurts. Like, that'll, like, freeze your face. But anyway. Yes. Um, and men, just don't be assholes just stop just just stop just don't there's just stop existing i was in starbucks on friday Uh and like i was just sitting there like drinking my coffee and working on my computer and this dude slides up to the side of me okay like side of my table and i couldn't quite like there's like a bench thing that like kind of had that part of my view blocked a little so i didn't see him coming up mm. and he's just like hi like right over my laptop and i just like kind of like looked up like and he just has this like fist like hovering out like he wants me to like give him a fist bump and mm-hmm. i just kind of like what do you like why like why are you on a fist bump with me right now like mm-hmm. he's like my name is blah 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 what's your name and i'm just like really i don't i'm, I'm desiree please go away <laughs> please i was just like uh-huh like, I just kind of stared at him, like, thanks. He's no. like, you're really pretty. And I'm like, and he clearly didn't, he wasn't all there, uh-huh. you know? Um, so I was just like, how do I deal with this in a delicate manner in which I can make this man go very far away without, like, being an insane person or really mm. cruel? And it was very uncomfortable. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know, man. It's tough. There's no good answer except cry. Yeah. Loudly. Actually, luckily for me, there was a guy who was a who was um setting up his employee like paperwork to work mm. there and he came over like immediately afterwards um and was like saw that guy if he'd done anything i was gonna like i was i was watching to make sure that like nothing creepy happened and he's that's like here's good. my advice to like how to make him go like how to have him go away just tell him gently like that's not how you approach women and i was like yeah and would he listen though was that gonna be a waste of my time to like be like uh-huh. hey that's not how you approach a human being in yeah, society. Yeah, the last thing you want to get roped into is, like, then giving this asshole a lesson. Yeah, I don't want to no. have to give every dude an etiquette lesson to go right. out in public spaces. Better anyway. thyself, and don't do it on some fucking, like, pickup artist website. Like, go be a real human. Just don't Fuck say... Shove your fist in people's faces in order to get a fist bump. That's Or anything weird. else into that faces. <laughs> don't shove mind. anything into my face. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. <laughs> and um, on that note... <laughs> and on that no, I haven't been saying this out loud in the podcast, but I've been putting it in the show notes. Um, our theme music is Devil Do by Holly Golightly and the Brokoffs, and I got that song via the Free Music Archive mm-hmm. um, in the show notes that will have like the info and the link, and it's a Creative Commons free access. I don't know. It's Basically, we can use it without being sued. And it's so, wonderful. We love it. Thank you. Um, don't know anything about the band. Love the song. Thought it was very fitting. I spent like hours trying to find it, so... Anyway, now you know. Awesome. Well, anyway, I'm tired. That's the end of our show. It is. Uh, So thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Good night, and don't Don't go go into into the the attic. attic.